Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to preview the Tennessee Titans versus Los Angeles Rams upcoming matchup Sunday night, primetime, NBC, under the lights, Denard, should be a game at least filled with storylines. There's definitely that going for us. Talk about how this game, we expect it to unfold, what the Titans might be looking at across the other side, and then how is this team, I know, I kind of buried the lead, how is this team going to respond without Derrick Henry being on the field? Because we're going to be seeing a new Titans team that is playing without arguably their best player. So the Titans definitely have an uphill battle adjusting and figuring out how this offense is going to work now that Derek is no longer a part of it. But we're going to get it into all of that and more. But before we do that, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Right now, you can head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your bonus. Right now, Denard, a lot of people, national media, they're counting out the Titans. They're like, no Derrick Henry, no chance. Well, here's what I have to say to that. Right now, the Titans are 4-0 as an underdog on the season, and sometimes when you lose a key player, everyone else finds a way to elevate their performance and step up to the plate. And hopefully we see that this coming Sunday and for the rest of the season. This Titans team takes on the the identity of their head coach. And Mike Vrabel's a guy that's never going to throw in the towel. And so I am very interested to see how they perform. And at the end of the day, I don't know what the spread's going to be whenever the game eventually gets set to kick off. Right now I've been seeing it around 7.5. But I'm predicting the Titans to cover. I think they step up and they perform in the moment. But hey, we'll see. But if you want to get in on the action, you can do so by heading to Bet Online. And with that said, Denard, welcome to the show. How are you doing today, sir? I'm actually doing great. How you doing? You know, I've been trying to figure out. 
I, I feel good. I've just been trying to put on my GM hat. Bernard. I've been trying to put on my GM hat, my coaching hat, and just trying to figure out based off the pieces and the personnel that the Titans currently have at their disposal, how are you going to attack a Rams team that is arguably one of the best in the NFC? Just so. like you did against Buffalo and Indy. You come out and play. Play the way that you're capable of playing. Play the way that when you set the blueprint, we talked about the Buffalo game, that being a template for success, play exactly like that, and you'll have no problem winning this football game. Denard, the obvious question is, no, Derrick Henry, what do the Titans do? What are we expecting whenever this offense takes the field on Sunday night? No, Derrick Henry. I tell you what, you lose the king, but guess what? You have 10 other guys that have to step up their game, and you have another running back by the name of Jeremy McNichols, who I love. I think he's an explosive player. Uh, let's not forget, this young man has had a very productive year, number 28. If you look at the game against Jacksonville, uh, look at the plays that he's been making. He's been doing it all season long. Now he gets his chance to show the National Football League, what he's all about. And I love Jeremy McNichols for the fact of what he's been through to just to stay in the NFL. He's a journeyman, Debo, you know, a former fifth-round draft pick out of Boise State. And if you look at his, you know, just look at what he's been through. He represents this Titan team. He represents everything about this team. You think about it, he's a fifth-year pro, fifth-rounder, Tampa drafts him in 2017, goes to San Francisco, goes to Indy, Denver. Then had a brief stint in Tennessee, went to Chicago, Jacksonville. Now he's back. The Tennessee planet uh, in Nashville, and it's his time. It's his time to show what he is about, and I believe he's going to be the catalyst in getting this team over the hump. Yes, you've been hit with a some adversity. Okay, this team has been getting hit all year long. Well, they have nearly twenty players on the injured reserve, and this team is in first place in the AFC South. That by a and lot AFC of AFC right now. Okay. That is not supposed to happen in the National Football League, but this team is filled with a, they, they're made up of a bunch of overcomers, a bunch of resilient individual players that come together as a whole and they find a way to win. I love this team. I'm going to stay with this team. And I believe they will win Sunday because they're tired of people going on and saying, well, they're not going to win because of Derek. Derek is a key piece of this team. He makes up pretty much 80% of this offense, but you got to, you have to find other pieces now to step up in his absence. And I believe Jeremy, I do believe AD when he gets, if he, when he gets acclimated to the system, he's going to be a huge asset to this offense. Well, and I think you see like him play said, on Sunday. I, I, I yeah. think they're, they're, they're going to put him out there. I mean, it's one of those things to where they're probably not going to have him out there for a lot of passing situations. I'll say that just because, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like I, I really am interested in this the X's and O's in which the Titans are going to do. As we know, the Titans don't have the most conventional offense whenever you look at the modern-day NFL. We're not a team that's going to sit back, have our quarterback drop back, throw it 50 times a game, and see what happens. This team is predicated on opening up the passing game by using the play action to just hold those linebackers just a second over the top, running a bunch of crossing routes with guys like A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, where they flourish, and then taking it the extra mile once they do get the ball in open space. So how does Ryan, if teams are not having to worry so much about the home run threat of Derrick Henry, how are they going to key in on him? Are they going to be sending a lot more blitzes? Are they just going to be focusing on, hey, 
We're just going to let him throw it, see if he can be accurate, not coming off the play action. Ryan has had a regression this year when you look at his stats compared to what he did last year. And now whenever you take away one of his most valuable assets, at least as far as not necessarily giving the guy the ball, but what defensive coordinators and defenses always have to anticipate whenever Derrick Henry is on the field. We haven't talked about it yet, D, but you look at that game. I don't think the Titans beat Indianapolis if Derrick Henry does not finish that game. I know he's playing hurt, but Derrick Henry just being on the field, I think is enough to make defensive coordinators have to hesitate and it freezes the team just enough for where when Ryan is like, I might be handing this ball off to Derrick Henry whenever he takes that snap, makes him pause for just that second. That's opened up a lot throughout the years since Ryan's been the quarterback. And I'm not counting the team out. I'm not saying that, but there are a lot of things in which I want to see in how this offense operates. Is it something to where it takes the team a little bit of time to adjust having some new pieces back there, having to change, hey, this worked with Derrick. I know you're all about keeping your identity, but if it doesn't work, let's let's say it doesn't, what changes are you willing to make, offensive coordinator Todd Downing, to make sure that your team is still going to have a chance to get out there and compete at a high level and pull out a victory when it's all said and done? It, it, it's it, Davey, let me say this, and I'm going to say this to all of our fans. The game is not about deviating from your game plan. It's about making adjustments, okay? That's the way you play. That's what you have to do in this league. We go back to the Jets game, okay? We had Derek on the field, D- Derek and Jeremy McNichols. Uh, we didn't really have a receiving core because the guys that we had out there, the players, excuse me, Josh Reynolds, uh, that game, Chester Rogers, Cam Batson. Uh, Cam made some a play at the end of the game, but we saw number 22 basically was the focal point of that offense, and they still lost the game, right? Right. So this is what you have to do to win this game. It, 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 it doesn't revolve around one guy. It revolves around a multitude of individuals making plays. When their number is called, it's time for them to make a play. This game against the rounds, which is what we need to focus on, and not just one player, we need to think about what is the game plan that Todd Downing is putting together. What he's doing is he's looking at that defense. He's identifying their playmakers. He's looking at A.D., Aaron Donald. But let me tell you something. So when I'm looking at this game plan, I'm thinking like a defensive coordinator. When I come into this game, what am I? No, there's one thing that I'm anticipating, Debo. What do you think it is going into this game offensively for the Titans and defensively for the Rams? What do you think that defensive coordinator Raheem Morris is going to do this game? I can tell you one thing, but I want to see if you're reading my mind. I'm going to make Ryan Tannehill beat me. No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my best, my best, which is Jalen Ramsey, and I am going to lock him up against number 11, which is what's called the Tennessee's best, right? His name is A.J. Brown. That's the first thing that Raheem Morris, I know Raheem, first of all, he's a really, he's been a great defensive back a long time in the National Football League. He has taken his stud in the back half and said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop their stud. This game is not going to come down to Jalen and AJ. It's going to come down to the ability of Chester Rogers, Josh Reynolds, and my X factor of this game, Marcus Johnson, making plays, beating the other corner, Robert Rochelle. That's going to be the key to winning this game. When their number is called, when 8-8 number is called, Josh is have to, he has to step up. We need Josh. We brought him in for free agency for a reason, for games just like this. 
just in case somebody goes down. And that's where the game is going to be won. On the, it's going to be won on the perimeter. So what they have to do this game is to remember, 11 is going to go against five. I don't know who's going to win that matchup, but I'm, I'm anticipating this. If you are an offensive coordinator, Todd Downing, you are telling right now Marcus, Josh, Chester, whoever's on the outside, you have got to beat Robert Rochelle. This defensive back core is not that good other than, other than Jalen. Jalen, is the, he's, the, he's the key uh, piece to this defensive backfield. I'm looking at my stud tight ends, Jeff Swain, who started the scoring off last week. And I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to bet that Jeff Swain and Anthony Ferkser is a lot better than Leonard Floyd and Troy Reader. I'm anticipating that matchup being a difference maker in this game. But I believe Tennessee has the edge. If they can capitalize on winning their matchups, then that's what will give this team success. And that will give them a chance to win Sunday. Not one guy, but a multitude of different players. We talked about this. When the Titans distribute the ball, go Look at the game against Jacksonville. Look at the game against Buffalo. We didn't just see 2-2. We saw a multitude of different guys. And when they're making plays, guess what happened? It opens up things like the running game. It gets the running game generated and gets it going. And that's what allows Derek to run free when other guys are making plays. That's the key. That is the key for the next nine weeks if this team wants to get where they eventually want to be. And that is playing in Inglewood, California. Well, they get that opportunity on Sunday, but I know what you're talking about. I feel good about the tight end situation. I'm not going to lie, D. But you're talking about the other guys having to step up at wide receiver number two. That is, if Julio Jones is not able to go, I'm concerned. I'll be honest with you. I am. I, I get it. You tell them they have to step up, and, and they do. But can they come through? And if they don't, what do you do, and how do you react then? Because you brought in Josh Reynolds to beat your number two. You got him before you got Julio, and he's not stepped up to take on the moment. And there's a reason the Rams ended up not bringing him back. And so he's going to get an opportunity against his former team to go out and show him like, hey, you made a mistake in letting me go. So can Josh Reynolds make his former team pay? When you look at the other wide receivers, I know that a lot of them excel in the run game, but we're going to need them to step up in the pass game because while they are going to continue to try to run it, if it's not there, you're not able to get the amount of yards per carry that you normally would with the guy that we're used to having back there because Outside of Derrick Henry, I think our running backs have only had seven carries this season. So you're definitely having to change up a lot of new things. I know it, it might not be seven total, but I think McNichols has seven, and you've really not had to rely on anyone else there. Sargent might have had a couple. My numbers might be a little off. But either way, we know who majority of the offense has gone through whenever it comes to giving the running back the ball. Is this a situation where you think, you know what, I'm going to try to make sure that Ryan gets more involved in the run game. We saw him do that a couple of times against Indy. Granted, they were, they were crashing down to stop Derek, and Ryan was just tucking that ball in and running with it. Is that threat still there? Ryan, former wide receiver, we know he can run, but are you even more worried about protecting him and you don't want to put him in those situations now that you know you don't have Derek Henry? A lot of questions are still out there. And while I'm not pushing the panic button, I don't want that to sound like that. that's where I'm at. I still feel confident in this team's ability to make the playoffs, and once you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. And if we're lucky, Derrick Henry's able to come back. But I really do want to see how this team responds and which players are going to step up. Because I think you're going to, I mean, it's, you see this all the time, Denard. Some guys are going to step up to the plate and some aren't. So can you identify which ones are taking advantage of the opportunity 
and making sure they're getting more looks. And then the ones that aren't, you're making sure like, all right, we know not to go to them. What's going to happen? How I, I really just, I want to see this game plan because the only time I recall Derrick Henry not playing, Titans did pretty well. I remember him not playing against the Saints in Nashville back in 2019. They gave him a rest game because they had to go down to Houston the following weekend and win that game to make the final wild card spot, which they did, and then we saw the team take off from there. But once Ryan has been the starting quarterback, that's the only game where he's not had Derrick Henry. And I thought he performed well, and maybe we see something like that. But it's going to require Todd Downing to get creative. I'm going to need to see a few tricks up the sleeve. I'm, I'm all for some gadget plays on Sunday night. Try to do something to get the energy going and make sure you get an early lead. Because I think this defense, they're going to have a task going up against Sean McVay and this Matt Stafford offense. And so, Denard, if we're flipping the script and we're talking about this Titans defense, how are you going to limit them from getting in the end zone whenever we look at all the playmakers they have across the field? They have some playmakers, but first you have to understand their identity. And that starts with not with the offensive Kevin O'Connell. He's not the offensive coordinator. You know who the offensive coordinator is for the Rams. Who is it? Sean Sean McVay. (laughs) And you have to, when you, you got to, coaches, I've always, you know, coaches, really good coaches to me are really great chess players. You know, it's about making a move. You know, that's what we're doing. We're just playing a game of chess. And this is a copycat league. So if you're Shane Bowen right now, you're going back and you're saying, how do I defense this offense? You look at who plays this offense well. You know, what team really makes them one-dimensional a struggle? Go back to the Super Bowl years ago. Remember when the Patriots played the Rams and Patriots won 13-3? What Super Bowl was that? 50? I know that it was the year 2018. So I, you know, I don't blow my numbers, but you know what? When you look at that, when you look at that game, Davey, I promise you Shane Bowen is looking at that game right now. And there's really one thing that really stands out about that offense. And it's one of the reasons that they traded Jared Goff to Detroit and they brought in Matthew Stafford. That team, their DNA is about explosive plays. Sean McVay loves the deep ball. He loves explosive plays. What Bill Belichick did that game is he made that team, that offense, one-dimensional to the point they can only generate three points. What do you do to this offense? You keep everything in front of you, much like Kansas City. You, What you do is this is a team, they don't play well with the dink and dunk. They play Hollywood. They want the long ball. You know, that's pretty. That's gorgeous. What you have to do is make sure you eliminate the explosive plays. We have seen the Titans all year when they eliminate explosive plays. You talk about the game against Buffalo. How many explosive plays did Buffalo have? One. And you wonder why the Titans won that game. Look at Kansas City. How many explosive plays did Kansas City have that game? Zero. So do you not think that there is a, hmm, think about it, D. So what we do with this offense is say, you know what? We'll make the former Georgia Bulldog beat us, Sonny Michelle. You know why? Because I love our defensive line going against their offensive line. The defensive line right now, the way that they're playing, they are the best defensive line in the business. They can dominate this front. 
What's going to happen is, again, the perimeter game is going to be imperative this week that Greg Maven, Elijah Moulton, Chris Jackson, uh, Jack Rabbit Jenkins, who played a great game the other day. I like the way he challenged the receivers. That's, that's your game, Jack Rabbit. But again, if you can eliminate the explosive plays, much like the Arizona, Arizona put them one-dimensional. They took away their explosive plays. And the Rams, they didn't have a shot after that. That's what you have to do. We saw, hey, when this defensive front, when they come to play, David, we eliminate, hey, if you didn't allow, what we talk about Jonathan Taylor, if we can limit him to what? Less, what, 100 yards or less, it'll give us a chance to win. That's exactly what this defensive front did Sunday. This is what they have to do. Don't deviate from your game plan. Don't change anything. What you do is take the blueprint from the Buffalo game and the Kansas City game, and you play that way. If you play that way, you will come out with a victory Sunday in beautiful Southern California. I do love the way that the safeties have responded as of late for the Titans. Kevin Byard's playing at the Pro Bowl level we've seen from him in years past. He really gave you an opportunity. He cost you, but then he ultimately gave you the opportunity to kick the game-winning field goal last Sunday. D, when you look at the wide receiving core for the Rams, because that's what they're going to try to beat you with. They're not going to try to establish the run on you and just make sure Daryl Henderson and, and Sony Michelle are the guys that, they, that run that offense. It's Matt Stafford, it's Robert Woods, and it's Cooper Cup, who is having the best year of any receiver in the National Football League. He's averaging over 10 targets a game, over eight receptions a game, and there's only been one game where he had less than 92 yards. The dude's had five touchdowns in the last three games alone, 10 touchdowns on the season. The dude's been electric, and he's got a really good rapport with Matthew Stafford. How do I limit Cooper Cup? Because it's not like he's just getting a lot of man-to-man. He's finding ways to beat teams in the zone. That's what. Look, there you go, the zone. That's the key, the zone. He finds those zones. He's like Wes Welker. If you ever watch Wes Welker on tape, you see a lot of similarities between Cooper Cup and Wes Welker. What was Wes Welker, his main, main thing that he used to love to do? He finds the soft spot in the zone, much like Cooper Cup. If you watch the Arizona game, Arizona came up and they challenged Cooper Cup. They played some man-to-man coverage and they were physical. You really want to get after this receiving core? Sometimes you're going to have to lock these guys down by playing a little bit of man coverage. I tell you what, I like Vance Jefferson. I played against his dad, and I've been watching young Vance since he was at the University of Florida. He's a you know big-time player. He's tall, great speed. But again, I don't think that he's better than Elijah Molden. I don't think that he's better than Greg Maven. I like those matchups. I'm anticipating this, you know, and I'm not the defensive coordinator, but a lot of times Cooper Cup and Elijah Molden, they're going to lock up Sunday, you know, because they like to line Cooper Cup in that slot. So, again, this is a matchup we're really anticipating happen, but I like the way that the youngster has been responding. Again, if you eliminate this team, the big plays, this is what Matthew Stafford was brought here. He was brought here for one reason, is to get that ball downfield, and that was something that Jared Jared Goff struggled with. Again, I like their Robert Woods. He's been a consistent receiver for a long time in this league, but I don't think that he's the Robert Woods of old. I like the matchups. I think they're favorable for the Titans. I know our defense can play against this offense. I believe that everything happens in the trenches. I do believe this. Jeffrey Simmons, 
Tierra Tart, Danico Autry, and Bud Dupree. If they shut that run game, and my man that's playing in the top, Harold, right now, this is a game where I'm saying, Harold, you have to dominate. You have to be the difference maker of this game. Because if he can get to Matthew Stafford, then I tell you what, Davey, the Titans will win, on, at least on the defensive side of the ball. And I'm anticipating them let Harold run wild Sunday. Harold currently second in the league in sacks. He's been getting constant pressure on the quarterback. And if you can wreak havoc, man, this team, it's not like they've not seen Matthew Stafford before they have. Now, they haven't seen Matthew Stafford together with an incredible mind such as Sean McVay. They know some of his tendencies. I think this, this team, as we started this whole thing off with, they realize where their shortcomings are. They've put together some great performances, man. We talk about it all the time. Whenever the Titans are the underdog, they come out and they found a way to win. They've been the underdog four times this year. They're 4-0 in all those games. You're definitely going to be the underdog whenever you go into Inglewood on Sunday night. So what are you going to do to separate yourself from your competition who is playing at a really, really high level? The Rams are 7-1. and If the Titans can improve from 6-2 and to 7-2, and you're going to get all the haters off your back. You're going to prove them wrong. And I, I want to see it. That's what I want to see come Sunday night. I want to see this team find a rhythm and producing without who we know is the, one of the best players in the NFL, an MVP candidate for this year. Go out there and do it for Derek, man. He cares about this team. He wants to see his brothers do well. Step up and play for your boy. I do know that the Titans, another roster move that we did not talk about, they went ahead and they have released Avery Williamson. Didn't get to see much of him in time. But what that does mean is that you're likely elevating both Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown back to your roster. David Long Jr. has been playing at an incredible level as of late. I expect to see Rashawn in situations where you're expecting a run, and they're going to have Jayon and David playing in situations where they're expecting them to drop back in coverage. And, I mean, we know going into the year, Jayon's been the best cover linebacker that we've had in a long time play for the two-tone blue. So what can this team continue to do whenever you look at Denard, you're talking about that front four that the Titans have and how they've been able to get so much pressure. The pieces are coming back. You should get some more secondary pieces and Christian Fulton not too much longer from now. But some of these guys can get healthy. This defense can start to take over and help take some of the load off of the offense. We saw the defense come through for us last week. I know that the game should have been over after the Elijah Molden interception return for a touchdown but we've seen this defense play a lot better over the last several games and it goes back to the bend don't break the rams are going to be able to get their yards their their stat sheet's going to look pretty when it's all said and done but what's that red zone efficiency going to look like at the end of the day because as we've seen the last couple of games man that's when it comes to this defense and whether we've been successful or not you go back you look at that stat and it often tells the tale yeah, I'm just I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited about this game, but I don't believe that this one game is going to get the naysayers off you. And, and and if I'm the Titans and I've been in a locker room similar to this, you don't allow this game to dictate your uh, the course of your season. What you do is to go out there and play this game as if it's the most important game of the season because it is because it is the next game. That's the mentality that was instilled in me. Uh, when I first came into this league in 1997, you sometimes you have to forget about the games before and you just worry about what's in front of you. I like this team. I'll tell our listeners right now that the season is not over. It's not near over. This team is 6-2 for a reason. 
this team has been hit more than any other team in the National Football League when it comes to injuries, and they still respond. Most teams, Davey, who's if they had some 20 guys on the injured reserve, will be they'll be, I don't know, call it quits. You know, I mean, most coaches would say that, you know, I can't overcome that. That's just too much of a deficit that's been placed on us, but not this team. They're a reflection of their coach, Mike Vrabel. And I love, and this is where you coach. You don't coach. Uh, coaching doesn't always, it's, it's not about the wins that you get. What happens in coaching is how do you, how do you face adversity? How do you not allow your locker room uh, to be plagued because it's been plagued with injuries uh, to allow that what we call a defeated mindset? This is when you really have to learn what coaching is about. And that's what makes great coaches great coaches is when the chips are not on your side and they're not falling your way, but you still find a way to pull out victories. And that's what this team has been able to do. This is this is really what Mike Vrabel is all about. You don't spend 14 years in the National Football League being tutored by some of the best minds. Bill Coward, you're talking about the great Bill Belichick, all those years in New England. He's been tutored by two of the greatest minds. He, br he brings that DNA to that locker room. He's not going to let this team, just because our star player got hurt, he's not going to let them sit there and say, we're going to use this as an excuse uh, to go out there and tank it. There's no team, especially like the Titans, with the playmakers, with the veterans, like the Kevin Byers. You're talking about free agency, you know, like Danico Autry, Bud Dupree. You're talking about players like Ron Tannehill. There's a lot of experience. So I'm anticipating you might end up getting the best Titans game of the season Sunday because they're not going to let that happen. And I promise you, if they're going to rally around anybody, they're going to rally around one another because they are accountable to one another. Not me, not you, not no fan. They are accountable to each guy in that locker room. Collectively, they got to look at each other individually and collectively, and they got to come together as a whole. And if they can do that, I believe in this team. I believe that they can still win this, this AFC South and they can still clinch a uh, playoff spot come December. Denard, I think... That is a great closing thought. And with that said, I'm going to ask you your favorite question. Give me your score prediction. I'm going to go Tennessee's going to win this game, but it's going to be close. I'm going to go 28-27 Titans win by a field goal. Randy Bullock at the buzzer pretty much is, is what, I'm, what I'm hearing there. 28-27. You know, I last week, whenever the Titans were the favorite, I predicted the Colts to win. Once that line shifted, I said, for whatever reason, this team just plays differently. And I went on Fox Sports Knoxville and said, I'm actually got the Titans pulling this one out. For whatever reason, whenever the team is the underdog, they just play better. And I expect to see that happen again. I expect it to be another high-scoring affair, man. I'm actually, I'm not too far off from you, D, but I'm actually going to have this one be, the Titans offense is going to find a way to put up some points. I'm yes. thinking the receiving core actually... I think Julio, for whatever reason, I could be wrong. This might sound stupid when it's all said. And I expect Julio to finally come in and have a big game. I think yes. he's going to be back. I think he's going to be ready. I think you're going to have Julio and AJ go off, and the Rams are really going to struggle to figure out a way to stop both those guys. And so I'm going to have the final score for this one be a weird one, but I'm going to have it be Titans 33, Rams 31. Good score. We'll see what happens, man. 
That's why but, you play the game. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to breaking this one down with you, D, just because I, I, the, the fan in me is just so interested to see how this team plays knowing that Derek's not out there, knowing that they're going to have to figure out a way to change what they've been doing and relying on a guy that's been one of the best players in the league. As fans, we love to watch it because, as you said, anything can happen. And this team continues to show time and time again when things aren't exactly going their way, they typically find a way to persevere, at least when they're the underdog, when they're the favorite against games like Jets, anything's go. But, hey, we're not going to get it. We're not going to get into that. That is going to wrap it up for us today. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. Now more than ever, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.